Welcome to Film Shapes, the podcast. Come with me. This is the Oasis. Morning, everyone. Morning. Uh, Good morning. This is a podcast chat about Ready Player One, and today we have Rolly. Hi. Hi. And Seb, special guest. Howdy. How a, are you? A giant I'm okay. of film. A giant yeah, film. A titan, thank you. Titan. Mm. Um, so film let me just um, refresh you guys uh, and everybody else. This is about this is a Spielberg film, his latest. It's about a young fella and his friends who are trying to find the three keys to the Oasis, which is a virtual reality world. Um, now, whoever finds these keys will own the business because the creator has passed away and he's given this sort of game a challenge to find the keys to the Oasis. And, of course, there's a nefarious competitor who enters the game to try and win as well. Uh, what do you guys think? Rolly? Oh, I'm, I'm wondering if I say that I didn't see this film at the cinema, that I saw it in situations uh, less than ideal. Mm. Um, but my impression of this film was you didn't have to pay too much attention. Mm. But that's not to say the film was all bad. Mm -hmm. uh, I enjoyed especially the first... 20 minutes of this film and I kind of trailed off a bit towards the end. The first 20 minutes, let's, let me just refresh myself. Is that the 20 minutes of exposition? Well, I guess so. It's kind of, I don't know, I thought there was some really good, uh, what I guess you'd call world building Man, okay. in, this, in this film. I thought it was, uh, it did a convincing job of making you feel like there was more going mm. on than you were actually being shown on the screen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I had a I had a good impression of that, and because I didn't see it on a big screen, yeah, I didn't have all the special effects to be distracting me from yes. the other elements. So in some ways, I think that was good. Yeah, sure. Anyway, okay. anyway, that's my mm -hmm. initial mm. gist. Seb, well, I saw it at the uh, cinema in mm -hmm. in all its three D glory, and um, I'm not really sure if the effects really did distract from it. My just initial reaction to it was, you know, it's a Spielberger. Mm. You know, it's the type of film mm. that, um, or as the other person put put it, uh, that went and sort of dragged me into the screening, <laughs> he described it as, well, vanilla. But, uh -huh. but more critically, what kind of vanilla? I mean, is it connoisseur vanilla? Yeah. Maybe even soft serve. I think it's a buller, like a tub, a cheap a tub. A cheap, it's a cheap tub of tub. vanilla. Yeah. A bit too much vanilla. Is this mm. Spielberg reliving his youth here? or? Uh, well, well, yeah. It's a, it's a pop, pop culture It's a pop culture orgasm, burger. Orgasm, basically. Oh, if if he's reliving his youth, it's by committee. Yeah. There's a real feeling that there's, there was like a, a Gen X committee mm. advising Spielberg yeah. on this one. Or like the in the, in the like he's like Sorrento in the film with someone in his ear going it's this it's, it's say yeah, this say yeah, that. Well, there were know. some cool little scenes in the film <clears> I <throat> think oh, you can't deny its slickness and I'm not talking about the special effects yeah. there but uh, the, I don't know I thought the way the story was presented was fairly smooth well he's he's nothing if not a pro at getting a story out and and technically making a film but I don't think he's that creative I don't think he's got much of a Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't have much originality. A lot of his films have been based on other texts, as this one was as well. Yeah, well, the whole know. premise of this film is 
to recycle in any way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's a, you know, the, oh, that, the amount that, of pop culture references in it is... And that's why it's it's a little bit... It's I give it a bit more credit than other films who just have that as an aside. You know what I mean? Mm. Some films that just whack in a few different pop culture references just so people can go, oh, I remember that. Or wasn't that cool? But it's got nothing to do with the story. In this case, it is the story. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's got a little bit more credit than the usual tripe that does that. For me, anyway. Yeah, it's very dense on those references, Mm. unfortunately. It's sort of... um, I I mean, I I guess um, I wouldn't mind harking back to a review I read from The Atlantic that said, uh, perhaps this film fails because it actually doesn't cater to any demographic Mm. at all by trying to encompass uh, too much of a broad-ranging demographic. And the general rule is 15 years either side of the target demographic. And I'm just wondering whether, you know, the film is kind of unsatisfying in the sense that it's it's trying to, you know, get the youngest audience to the oldest yeah, audience. and spreading and it, its butter too thin. But it's doing its it with, with Van Halen, isn't it? Well, that's, know, and, a, and that's, oh, so it's kids versus adults where it's all, all supposed to be go, going, hey, well, you know, we've got the real deal going on. But then they've got all the all the references are much older mm. than that. And do kids really dig that? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Duran Duran. Duran Duran, really? Seriously, millennials into that stuff? It's it's. it's I mean, I listened to a uh, pod on this uh, on the Empire podcast about um, this film being, yeah, exactly. It's 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 childish. The story is kind of for kids, but the references are all for middle aged white guys. Yeah, but I don't think that in itself makes it a bad film. That that. Mm. Makes it a film that's probably hard to market. I don't yeah. think that necessarily is a. It's means not, that it's a mistake. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be on track for big business. If you know, it's got, I think it's cracked four seventy five million in 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 world sales. Yeah. But it doesn't look like it's going to get much more. Although in Japan, it could when it opens there, it could do well if it hasn't yet. When it's um, all said and done, at the end of the day, I think the. The concept that it is being re- represented in this film, I mm. think, is it's being represented quite well, and I like, I like the concept. What's the concept? The concept mm. of you know a virtual reality world that everyone dives into, but I like the little things in that world where, well, actually, the the normal power structures are still in place, so mm. you still you still need enough money or enough points. Well, the evil corporation um, wants to control. You know, if you that. Want, yeah. yeah, if you want the full experience, then you have to be able to afford the full haptic suit with all the feedback and things and then you can hang out at the best clubs and all you know i think that was quite successful that was yeah. quite successfully represented in terms of it doesn't change it's, this isn't going to change society uh society is going to be just the same in a different environment mm. i liked that yeah that's i think that the, the difference between reality and the virtual world is pretty good too it's, it's well it's, it's well designed and yeah but as far as themes go, it's it's pure Spielberg, isn't it? Uh, in what way? Uh, sort of friendship and belonging, uh, belonging uh, to yeah, a clan and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. you know, mm. oh, it's it's hope and optimism and all that kind of stuff. The ending mm. felt a bit. Well, a of bit course. Ha- I mean, new millennium yeah. goonies. New millennium goonies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And it's. I mean, it's, it's interesting that. Oh, did anybody notice the? Uh, Willy Wonka ripoff mm. all the way through? Uh, no. What was that? Well, <clears throat> it, it's uh, I, I think I wrote about this in the blog that this will be appearing in. Um, basically, there's a, there's a challenge. You have to get a golden ticket 
or in this case, three keys. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. There's a rich, you know, nutty kind of man-child. That's the Sorrento savant, guy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Sorrento's, oh, the, Sorrento's the evil Halliday. guy. Mm. Halliday. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's even, I mean, if you remember the the original Willy Wonka, there's a, I think there's a tube where they burp and they go up and down That's in right. this sort of yeah. floaty tube. Well, there's one very similar to that. Oh in, yeah, um, it was the, it was a it was a compendium in a way of of homage. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but homage is fromage, like the, uh, <laughs> the you know the reference to. Actually, I, I felt a little the Kubrick thing. Remember the yeah, Kubrick the shining, level? Yeah. yeah, and the the shining's cool, and mm. I I didn't mind it. You know, being homage, but mm. I think you know. Homage is fromage mm. because basically it doesn't break any new ground, and and there was this yeah. this other aspect um, that I thought related to a, a film. I don't know if it was the '90s Surrogates with Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. and there was a line in that, and I think that was the most intriguing aspect was that someone that you meet in the oasis that that obviously is you know an idealized representation of who they would like to be. How would it be when you meet them in real life? How right. do you know it's not a fat guy in a STEM chair, mm-hmm. which is the line from Surrogates? Oh, okay. Yeah, and, I like that. And so when it actually followed through with the reality and he meets, well, um, you know, the, the love interest, mm-hmm. the dame, who is kind of like a Winona Ryder clone. I no, mean, I've right. got this theory that Hollywood is absolutely just replicating aesthetics. It's recycling itself. In yeah. other words... You know, Natalie Portman is mini Julia Roberts and whoever that actress was mm, had the same sort of aesthetic as, uh, you know, Winona Ryder. That's mm-hmm. not a problem. She's the love interest and, and what's, you know, at least she was attractive. I mean, hell, they weren't going to get their freak on. I can't just love your mind. But if she was a really... But you she know, had a big I would have birthmark She had a birthmark. Eye. Thank Jeez. God for that. Oh. She's got a little bit of Dalmatian about her. <laughs> right, right. I would have preferred it if she'd been a dude that he was... Right. But he's still... But like his, his dude but, mate's a chick. But Spielberg can't do that. He can't have a no. an openly gay relationship. Oh, and that's... On. I reckon Spielberg's in that character. I reckon the young guy is, you know, you've got to... Well, he uh, looks a lot like him as a... Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Idealised Spielberg. His, sure. his, um his uh, Oasis-type character was a little bit... David Bowie, I thought. Uh, really? Did you That's, notice that? He looks, he looks mm, a bit like David Bowie. I think Bowie. they mentioned that it, when, Serious he was, Moonlight when he was dressing up of... to go on the the, the date. He, was, yeah. he did a Bowie-style Oh, his avatar. Yeah. His yeah, avatars. Yeah. If you're feeling yeah. a bit of David there. Uh, yeah. A bit David. Yeah. Yeah. A bit man who fell to earth. Um, just on that Wonka thing, I, I listened to an interview with the writer of the book and, oh. and he co-wrote the script as well, Ernest Klein, and they asked him, how did you feel going to meet Spielberg? Because apparently that book is quite influenced by Spielberg films, so it's kind of a bit of a, it's chewing its own oh, tail sort of thing. Homage to fromage. Yeah, there you go. To frottage. You know what he said? He said, when I went to Amblin Pictures, it was like I was Charlie Bucket with a golden ticket. Bang, right back to Wonka. Mm, there we go. So I don't know if he wrote that as a Wonka tribute or something, or I don't know. It's, it's, it's very echoey. What kind well, of world do these guys live in? For I mean, really, mm. that's what you wonder. That if you know the the lives they're actually living are kind of akin to this idealization mm. that you know can you know there is this uh, subtext about want, wanting the the sort of ultimate control, and so that you know the next evolution of that is is haptics. Uh, you know, the suit mm-hmm. where you can have the full immersion experience. Interestingly. Interestingly enough, I'm not exactly sure, but Spielberg doesn't have a merchandising budget for this, I believe. Really? Mm. 
I don't know if that's true, but I think that central to the message of the movie because where it, where it wraps up, you know, oh, we're going to have Thursdays and Saturdays off, you know, so uh-huh. so kiddies don't don't get too immersed, yeah, yeah, well, know, so, so to heard, the point that you lose yourself. Yeah, there was a bit yeah. of moralising there at the end. So wasn't it is there? a bit, yeah. Oh, you think he's not Which no one's cashing surprised in on all about. the all the characters? No, for... no, I don't. I just I think it's it's that it's it. There is a commentary about the the blockbuster machine, mm. and I think I think he's been mindful of that. But okay. I'm not sure whether he's replicated that because the the film is such a a pastiche of yeah. of tributes mm. to r- really Gen X culture, yeah. and that's that's why I sort of think well, it sort of betrays. I'm not sure if it it's it it actually satisfies any demographic, and and mm-hmm. maybe it's a bit of a pastiche in that sense. I don't know whether a pastiche would be negative in this sense. Well, you, yeah, or yeah. positive. You know, uh, it. You're right in that. I just remember that bit in um in that tube where they're floating in the nightclub. He brings out this fucking checkerboard dance floor from Staying Alive. Oh, exactly. Like yeah, he, that's right. That's even a bit further oh, back retro. anyway. Oh, retro. And someone goes, oh, retro. Oh, so retro. Yeah. That's, yeah. I was all, Retro's really, always cool. Really, that's the bit that I thought, fuck this, I'm out of this cinema. But, yeah, I stuck it out. But, yeah. It, too yeah. long. Too long it as well. It was too long. No, seriously. Everywhere, all these films are like two hours, 20 minutes. And, yeah. And, and, and what, you know, I think you've got to be a really good filmmaker to sustain mm. someone's interest for that long. And I think it's a lot of padding and action scenes. Yeah. And what happens is you actually find yourself sitting there becoming more self-conscious. Oh, here's the action bit. Yeah. So in actual fact, these films don't weld because they're just sequences well, jammed together. And so, it's and it's kind of also, it's quite telegraphed. You've got three challenges. Bing, bang, bosh, right? Yeah, okay, mm. that's the second one. What's next? It's got to be the third one. We're waiting for that. So it's... It's a bit predictable in yeah. that case. But there's a lot of other elements within that, you know. The, yeah. The, you know, did, did anyone notice the, you know, the data privacy kind of issues coming up there where... Go on. That's a bit... Well, you know, don't oh. say... Don't use your real name. Oh, I see. All yeah. that business, you know, even in, yeah. this, even in this world, you know, I think, I think he's making some commentary around, around those issues as well. Yeah. Which is yeah. quite relevant. I think there's a lot more to this film than just the... What was the movie with Bang. Di- DiCaprio in it? Um, the uh, not, Christopher Nolan one. Not Inception. Inception, yeah. 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 Do you reckon it, you know, Inception's a bit of a computer game in a way. It's a similar mm. other world, really. Similar Dreams in a dream just, in a dream, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I suppose that's going into one, it's reality to virtual reality, this Ready Player one. Yeah. I think Inception's more, a bit in, more insidious. It's about getting into planting shit in people's dreams to... Make them do something in the real world. A bit more Phil K. Yeah. Yeah. It was also cool, you know, when the bad guy Sorrento's, um, someone's pointing a gun at him and he works out, oh, hang on, this isn't real. And he he puts his hands to his face and he can feel... Yeah. He's wearing the goggles and then he's free of that. You know, I think that, some of those things there's work a lot well. Of really, there's a lot of cleverness in this film yeah. that, that can easily go by the wayside because you're focused on it being a big Spielberg. A big cheese fest. And yeah. if this wasn't made by Steven Spielberg and it was made by a younger director, do you think, do you think we'd be looking at this a little bit differently? Like, what if, uh, what if Dave, uh, Duncan Jones had made this film? Oh, if Duncan had made it. You know, I think a lot of people would be going, wow, it's a, yeah. it's a really tour de force, you know? Duncan. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, apparently the book, which I haven't read, is quite hard to get into. It's, it's a bit Dan Brownish, if I've heard correctly. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, simple writing, a bit boring in places, and then cliffhanger every episode. 
that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't subscribe to the idea that that a movie has to to uh, you know be a faithful adaptation of the book. I actually think that as mm. cultural artifacts, they they stand separately, and there's, it's kind of pointless to in, engage in a cross textual comparison. So mm-hmm. the movie sta- doesn't stand on its own merits as a movie. Well, well, no. Apparently, that they've improved it. Even Spielberg has improved the book, which is kind of the point of. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. he he saw something in that. And he, I mean, I, apparently even Jaws was a shite book. I remember reading it, but it was a bit of a pot boiler, oh. and he he improved on that. I've, so yeah, yeah. You maybe don't he's hear got people a knack say, of, "I'll read the book first. Right? <laughs> maybe not in these cases. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, T.J. Miller's uh, character. Oh yeah. Uh, the, I um, thought, uh, oh, that voice. Yeah, that really hit me. Hang on, who did he play again? Uh, I, rock, I, rock. I rock, yeah, yeah, rock. yeah. The yeah. guy with the skeletor chest. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. And you know, there's a kind of wryness to his his performance that you just can't take seriously. And it's like, who's mm. the, the? Was it Halliday, the the inventor? Mm-hmm. Well, that is interesting to see that Spielberg is working with uh, a different sort of category of actor in a way that these are the more sort of hip, mm. young, contemporary, you know, comedians in their own right. And I, you know, I think he's you know, you know, Stephen, but he, you know, yeah. cast some of this TJ yeah. Miller. He's really cool, um, yeah. and and he's quite tongue in cheek with with that genre. And so there was every time I saw a scene with him, it was I was overtaken by, well, just his his wit on mm. the character. Um, yep, I mean Simon Simon Pegg has done a few things with Spielberg as well in the last five ten years. So yeah, I think he slots in great on yeah. on any genre of Simon Pegg. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think he he's one hundred percent the character. Yeah. Um, whereas T.J. Miller is always kind of a little bit T.J. Miller, but he knows that, that in him. Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. Silicon Valley? Maybe. Barkman. He was in Deadpool? Alec Barkman. Silicon Valley is the TV series. Yeah, great series. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he knows that geeky world of VR very well and certainly there's a little, you know, wryness that's communicated in, with, you know, comes through his character, which means, mm. you know, there is a, a, a rarefied language of jargon, at least this film, you know, is this an everyman's film that anyone can yeah. actually appreciate or does it just sort of really uh, doesn't well, hit the mark with anyone? Do you, well, do you need to, is it necessary to know what all the references are or can you watch, can a kid watch it and go, I've got no idea what this music is, I've got no idea who these characters are? I don't games know. It wasn't it was too just, bogged down in jargon, yeah, though, yeah. was it? Gaming jargon. No, no, I think it was pretty understandable. It's just I reckon the, I missed references. 50% of them, probably. Yeah, sure. Um, there was the Back to the Future car. Okay, there was yeah. uh, Godzilla. I mean, yeah, it would probably be a bit of a game to go in this film yeah. and, and try and count the number. And of, there are some nerds who could probably get all of them, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's people online doing it right uh, now. Apparently Spielberg himself didn't even notice there was a gremlin. In there until like one of the screenings, and he went, "Oi, who the fuck put the gremlin in?" <laughs> He's fired. He's fired. And they went, fired. Oh, it was me. Sorry, Stephen. He went, so, "I'll leave it. It's whatever. No one's going to see okay. it." Okay, it's a great big spiel. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So, Stephen, look, <clears throat> you can't knock him too hard for this film. I don't think. What, for why? why not? Well, because I think he's. I think it's quite quite an intricate and mm. and big achievement in a lot of, on a lot of different levels. Okay, apparently, it's different the, levels. the third hardest film he's worked on. Yeah, right. No, I could see logistically. I could see, you know, visually it's very hard, but thematically I'd, mm. you know. It's the same I'd, as his other stuff. It's E.T. over again, you know. Well, I'd, I'd, yeah, I don't know. Even, it's even longer, though. So <laughs> it's longer. <laughs> it's longer, so. <laughs> probably. I don't know, is it? It, it probably, probably is. Probably, yeah. 
Um, the, just on that Shining episode, that that one, the second challenge, I guess. Apparently, in the book, it's Blade Runner. They wanted to do oh, the really? Voight-Kampf test in Blade yeah. Runner, uh, but couldn't get the rights. Oh. But, which I think is probably yeah, a good okay. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would have that would have been a whole different conversation mm. around this table. Oh yes, one uh, which maybe we no, no, I, I not have today. I've got one point. Just one more point to finish off with. All right. He's um at the end when he meets Halliday. In the room, and he says, "What? What are you?" Yeah, and he, he just leaves it at that. It's ambiguous. What? What is he? An AI. An AI. Absolutely. Well, he does say that he's he is dead. The real Halliday yeah. is dead. So yeah, I'm, I think I'm with Seb on that it's one. A, a, it's a good free thinking code. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. fuck, have they just dropped an? Oh, he's an angel into this movie. <laughs> oh no, no, he's he's an AI. Uh-oh. I'm Jesus. Right. So well, that goes back to Spielberg's no. AI film, right? That's a guess, I mean. Yeah. I well, there could be. I mean, they they're getting that's going to be linked to the sequel apparently. Oh, sequel, sequel already. Okay. Yeah, they they're already talking about this. You sound pretty so excited about So what kind of burger that? would this be? I mean, what would be in this burger Massively, if it was a burger? Lots of cheese. Lots of cheese. Um, mayonnaise, I reckon. Lots of mayonnaise. Lots White vanilla mayonnaise. Lots of <laughs> characters <laughs> from movies gone before, I think, and yeah. Be like a tr- characters yeah. themes so you could, and you would be able to get your mouth around it's it. It's Christmas. You? you couldn't get your yeah. mouth around it. It's, it's a So some fungus some, some fungus, lots yeah. of cheese, bit of vanilla ice we cream. Need, we need a well, segue to end this. Well, that's it. The other thing, the demographics. You know, mm. I also felt like it was cast to keep all of the demographics there. You've got to have your, you know, your Chinese kid in of there. Of course, yeah. You know, little Chinese whiz kid, and we can call him Token because, uh-huh. you know, that's a big, you know, audience demographic mm. to actually embrace China. Uh, yeah. So there seemed to be some very conscious efforts to cater. Um, but was was the meal ultimately satisfying? <laughs> that's all we have to really Just answer is after, that question. Yeah, but after any burger, it's probably, you know, not so satisfying, right? Maybe too many flavours in that burger <laughs> swirling around is making me feel a little bit nauseous. Right. On that note, thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Bye See bye. you later. Bye. Bye.